Well, today we're continuing our message series called Prayer and Listening. Now, for a believer, I believe that prayer should be as, as natural, as continuous, as breathing. Now, I'm not thinking about having to breathe, are you? We just do it. We just breathe naturally without thinking about it. And as believers, we should just naturally be in constant communication with God. Uh, we should be talking to Him. We should be listening to Him each and every day. In fact, each and every minute, the Bible commands us to pray continuously, to pray at all times. For that to happen, we need to both speak to God and hear from God. So we're going to talk about listening to God today. Listening to God is, I think, one of the most neglected aspects of prayer. And yet it's really one of the most important aspects of prayer. Jesus said in John 10, 27, and I'd encourage you to take out the white page in the middle of your bulletin. It has the outline there for you with the scripture verses. It has a study guide on the back, which is used in a number of the small groups. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And so sheep need to hear the shepherd's voice in order to follow him, in order to be fed, uh, be protected, uh, find water to drink. And so Jesus is saying in this verse that all true believers hear his voice. They listen for the voice of our shepherd. And Jesus is our shepherd and he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit and we then follow his direction. You really can't follow Jesus unless you hear his voice because if you don't hear his voice, how do you know which way to go? The more the, or the better we are at hearing him, the more closely we can follow him. Now, unfortunately, we have a tendency to do most of the talking in prayer. Uh, we have a tendency to ask God to do things for us. Or maybe I should say, tell God what we want him to give us. And oftentimes people are not really interested in what God has to say because their wants and their desires are so strong. They just want their prayers answered. Now, there's really something wrong with that picture, isn't there, with people praying to God and telling him what to do. We are simply mere mortal human beings, and he is the God of the universe. And yet people tell God what they want, tell him what they think he must do for them. And yet... We are the ones that need to listen to God and hear what he has to say and then obey him. I guess to watch a short video about how not to pray, okay? I always have to preface the negative example videos. This is not what you're supposed to do, all right? So don't say this is what Pastor Dan said, but it's called vending machine prayer. Well, I trust that none of us speak to God like that. That's not what prayer is all about, telling God what we want, what he has to do for us. I believe that prayer is first and foremost about listening to God. And we listen to God so that we can determine what his will is. And then we pray that will back to God as we obey his direction, as we obey his instruction. Psalm 81 says, God is speaking to his people Israel. He says, but my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own desires or devices. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel 
would only follow my ways. And so in these verses, God is speaking and he's telling what happens when his people don't listen to him. You see, not listening to God is not really submitting to him. Some people don't listen to God because they don't want to hear what he has to say. Because if they heard what he has to say, uh, they would have to do it. And so they don't want to submit to God. They don't listen to him. God is saying here, if Israel had submitted to him, then they would have listened to his voice in order to follow him. The people had stubborn hearts. And they followed their own devices. They followed their own ways. And yet God's desire was for his people to listen to him. If we read the whole passage don't have time to this morning. It speaks of how God wanted to bless Israel if they listened to him and followed in his ways. Now, when you don't listen to God, we see in these verses that you then are following your own desires. You are following the voices that you hear, the voices in your own heart. And really, they, you are following Satan's lies, and that leads to destruction rather than blessing. And so listening to God and following him are essential for each and every believer. So today we're going to talk about how we can grow in listening to God. How can we grow in listening to God? We need to ask him for direction in our lives. We're going to be looking at a story from 1 Chronicles chapter 14, and it begins in verse 9. It says, Now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. And so in this passage, David had just been anointed king of Israel. The Philistines were the enemies of Israel, and they had decided to raid the Valley of Rephaim, which was part of Israel. And so they, when they raided the valley, they would go in and steal some of the crops, uh, steal some of the things that the Israelites had, and then go away. And so they were challenging David and Israel. So what should the king of Israel do when his land and his people have just been raided? The Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart, and so he had learned not to make decisions without God. And so in verse 10, it says, So David inquired of God, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, Go, I will deliver them into your hands. And so the decision that David had to make was simply, should he just leave this attack uh, unresponded to? and just leave the Philistines go about their own devices and say, well, you know, there's nothing we can do about it? Or should he attack the Philistines? And rather than making the decision by himself, David inquired of the Lord, and he asked them the question, should I do this or should I not? And the Lord answered David's questions. God loves to answer our questions when we're seeking to follow his will. God answered David's question, and he said, go and attack the Philistines, and if you do, or when you do, you will defeat them. I will give you the victory. So David then chose to obey God's commands. It says, so David and his men went up to Baal Perizim, and there he defeated them. That's the Philistines. He said, as waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So that place was called Baal Perizim. The Philistines had abandoned their gods, and David gave orders to burn them in the fire. And so David followed God's instructions. He attacked the Philistines, and he won the battle. They were defeated. Now notice that David attributes the victory to God breaking out against his enemies. Now that phrase, breaking out, really implies the, the wrath of God breaking out against the Philistines, who are the enemies of God. 
and the enemies of Israel. And so David wasn't claiming the victory for himself. He was saying that God was the one who, who defeated the Philistines. And so he named the place Baal Perizim, which means the Lord breaks out. The Lord had broken out against his enemies as he followed God's direction. Now the Philistines uh, were idol worshipers, and they brought their idols with them in battle with the hope that these idols would give them the victory over Israel. And as the battle turns against the Philistines, they begin to flee. They left their idols behind on the battlefield. And David and his men collected these idols, and as the law prescribed, they burned them in the fire. And so as David followed God's commands, God gave him the victory. God gave Israel the victory. And so we also need to ask God for his direction in all of our decisions. Often we're tempted to think, well, I got this one, God. You know, I know how to handle this. I, I really don't need your input. But we need God's input on each and every decision. Even if we've calculated everything out perfectly and we understand if I do this and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And Do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? You might think you do, but only God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Only God knows the future. And so we need his wisdom in making decisions in our lives because only he knows the plan for each of our lives as well. And so ask God, as David did, should I do this or should I not? How do you direct me, God? Will I be in your will if I go this direction? And then listen, God wants to answer those kind of prayers. He will speak to you if you have ears to hear what he's going to say. Now, in that video we played, I believe God, well, it's a made-up video, of course, but I believe if it was true, God was speaking to those people. And you know what he was saying? No. Yeah, I said, no, you know, I'm not going to give you whatever you want. That's not who I am. I'm not the, you know, the Santa Claus in the sky, the big genie. I I am God of the universe. You don't command me to do anything. God is never going to answer those kind of prayers. But God loves to answer prayers where we're sincerely seeking to know his will. We're seeking his direction for our lives. But we need to be prepared to accept whatever answer God gives. Because sometimes we ask the question like this. We say, God, should I do A or B? I know, God, A is really, really what you should give me permission to do because A is the best. And so if God says B, because that can't be God. <laughs> let, let me ask again. Is it A or B? God, it really must be A, isn't it? And God says B. No, that's not God. And so sometimes we don't want to hear God's answer. So we have to be in neutral when we ask God, yes or no, A or B. We have to be in neutral. Whatever God says, we will do, even if it's not something we may desire. And so as we follow God's direction, we'll be blessed by God and he will be glorified in our lives. Now, when we ask God for direction, we must be careful to listen for his plan, for God's plan. Continue on with our story in verse 13. It says, once more the Philistines raided the valley. And so the Philistines apparently hadn't learned their lesson. They'd been defeated once in in battle, after they'd raided this valley, and here they were back again, raiding the same valley again. Now, the last time David asked for God's direction, should I attack them? You think, well, this is pretty much the same, isn't it? The Philistines attacking the same valley. Obviously, I should go attack them, right, God? 
I don't really need to ask for your direction. But David knew better than that. He, he didn't assume to know God's will, even though the circumstances appeared to be exactly the same. It says, so David inquired of God again. This is the right thing to do, to inquire of God each and every time. And God answered him. He said, do not go directly after them, but circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle, because that will mean God has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. And so David did the right thing. Even though the circumstances seemed to be exactly the same, he asked and inquired of God again. And this time, though, God's answer was different than the first time, even though the situation seemed exactly the same. This time, God told David to take a different approach. Rather than a frontal assault on the Philistines, he was to circle behind them and attack them at a certain location in front of a grove of poplar trees. And then God gave even more specific instructions regarding the, the timing of the attack. The attack was only to begin when David heard the sounds of marching in the tops of the trees. Well, what did that mean? Well, Scripture says that God, that will mean God has gone out in front of you. And I interpret that to mean God enabled David to hear the, the sound of angel armies marching across the tops of the trees. You know, angels don't necessarily walk on the ground. They can come however they want to come. And they had gone out in front of Israel's army to strike the Philistines. And so we mustn't assume we know God's will. We need to ask his direction each and every time. And God is with us as we obey. Verse 16, so David did as God commanded him. And they struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. So David's fame spread throughout every land and the Lord made all the nations fear him. And so David followed God's directions exactly. He circled around behind. He heard the sound of marching, and he chose that. He, he took that as the signal to attack. They attacked the Philistines, and they were defeated. And not only did Israel win this battle, but the other nations heard of it. The second time, David and Israel's armies had defeated the Philistines. They began to fear Israel. And when nations fear you, what does that mean? It means they're not going to attack you so quickly the next time. And so it led to peace. Strength led to peace here. And so when David inquired of God and obeyed God, God was with him and he fought for him and fought for Israel. And so we too must listen for God's plan. Now again, the first time David asked God what to do, in our first instance, it was just, should I do this or not? I need a yes or no answer. And in the second time that we just talked about, God gave David more detailed instructions. God said, yes, attack, but do it my way so that you have my supernatural support. Now, do you think the plan that God gave David that we just talked about was something that David could have thought up in his own mind? No, it was impossible. He never would have, he never would have done that plan and attack the Philistines the way God directed unless he heard from God. If David had his way, he probably would have done a frontal assault of the Philistines just as he had last time. Last time they won, same army, same valley, attack them from the front. Now I'm just speculating here, but I believe if David had simply launched a frontal assault against the Philistines, he would have been defeated. If he hadn't listened to God 
and got God's direction, he would have been defeated. He'd say, well, I got it worked last time. And the answer would have been, but you didn't ask. You didn't inquire of me. You didn't listen to me. Not only would he have disobeyed, but God would not have fought for him as God does when we follow his direction. And so obviously we're not commanding armies. We're not in actual battle in our lives. We are in spiritual warfare, but we're not in physical battle. But what kind of decisions should we bring before God? And I would say every kind of decision, whether it's a decision with regard to relationships, decision regarding what jobs to take, uh, everyday decisions on the job, decisions where to live, decisions whether to make a purchase or not to make a purchase, decisions about long-term planning, decisions about finances, decisions about raising children. I mean, we could go on and on and on. We all have many decisions we make each and every day, and we need to seek God's wisdom, not just in the things we think are momentous decisions, but sometimes the the littler things are the things that get us in trouble, the things that get us on a wrong path because we didn't inquire of God. Seek God's direction through asking Him directly in your own prayer time, in your own quiet time. We can also get God's direction through godly counsel, talking to other people. Sometimes God will speak to us through other believers. We, we don't have to do what somebody suggests to us, but sometimes God speaks through other people to us. And I don't think we get godly counsel enough. We're kind of independent as Americans, even as Christians. We want to ask, talk to God and God tell us. And, but sometimes we need to get counsel from other people with regard to major decisions. And when God gives us instructions, we mustn't disobey his instructions. We're going to jump um, to another passage in Scripture. And so far this morning, we've been talking about two positive examples in David's life of listening to God and David then following God's instructions. Now, in this last example, we want to look at a, a negative example of someone who heard from God but chose not to obey God's instructions. He chose to disobey God's instructions. And the man we're going to looking at, be looking at today is King Saul, who was the king before David was made king. Now, God spoke to King Saul through the prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel 15, verse 13. Skipped ahead in 1 Samuel 15, verse 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go and attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. And so God gave two instructions to Saul. We read this carefully. First of all, he was to attack the Amalekites because the Amalekites uh, had done some really bad things to the Israelites and God's judgment was upon them. And secondly... He was to totally destroy them and everything they had. It was a very clear instruction. But as we'll see, Saul thought he knew better than God. Saul thought he could obey part of the command and get away with it. He didn't understand that obedience must be complete. And so Saul attacked the Amalekites and defeated them in battle. After the battle was over, Samuel came to speak to Saul, and he spoke to him in verse 13. It says, when Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord bless you. 
I have carried out the Lord's instructions. So Paul, uh, Saul was pretty pleased with himself. He announced that they defeated the Malachites. And then Samuel said, well, Saul, what is this bleeding of sheep I hear and lowing of cattle? Where is that coming from, Saul? Saul had it all figured out. He had an answer for Samuel. Verse 15, Saul answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. Sounds like a great reason, doesn't it? God really didn't understand what was going on. I mean, why destroy all the livestock? I mean, we could keep some of the very best and offer it as sacrifices to the Lord. Surely that would be pleasing to God. Well, Saul felt pretty good about himself. He thought he had a better idea than God. In fact, it's a bit strange in that verse. Saul says, to the Lord your God, speaking to Samuel, not the Lord my God, or the Lord our God. Saul didn't understand that obedience needed to be complete or it would be disobedience. And so Samuel replied to Saul in verse 19, why did you not Obey the Lord. Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? And so disobedience, not fully obeying God, is called doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. All the livestock should have been destroyed. That was God's clear command. And because of his disobedience, because of Saul's disobedience, we read the whole story. Samuel announced to Saul that God was removing him as king of Israel. And he would give the kingship to someone else, which was David. And later in Saul's life, as his life continued to spiral downward away from God, not listening to God, not following God's instructions completely, we're going to see the end result. Disobedience ultimately leads to demonic guidance. If you're not following God's guidance, you're following the guidance of Satan. Uh, there's no in-between, and that's what happened that's what happened with Saul. Let's jump over to 1 Samuel chapter 28. We come back to Philistines again. When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid, and terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. Saul then said to his attendants, find me a woman who is a medium, so I may go and inquire of her. And so a Philistine army was amassing to attack Saul and the people of Israel. Saul was very afraid. He attempted to inquire of God, what should I do? But God did not answer him at all. Why didn't God answer Saul? Because Saul's sin had separated him from his relationship with God. The Bible tells us that God's spirit had been removed from Saul, and he was being regularly tormented with evil spirits. And since God did not answer Saul sinned even more greatly by going to a medium to consult the dead. That's what the mediums did. They would call up the dead and consult with them to get guidance or instruction. Consulting with mediums or consulting with the dead is strictly forbidden by Scripture, both in the New and the Old Testament, as it involves demonic spirits, talking to demonic spirits. Without going into the whole story, you can read it in 1 Samuel if you would like this week. But within a day, Saul and his son Jonathan were killed on the battlefield by 
the Philistines. And so obedience to God's instructions must be complete. We see over and over again in Scripture that partial obedience to God's commands is considered disobedience. We think we're doing pretty good, as Saul did, by... You know, he probably thought he did about 75 or 80%. He defeated the Malachites, that's 50%. And he was supposed to destroy everything. He destroyed almost everything. So he's probably, maybe he thought he was 90%, but he just kept back some of the livestock, some of the sheep to offer as a sacrifice to God, but that was not what God had commanded. Saul thought he had a better plan, but it was simply disobedience, and it cost him the kingship and ultimately his life. And so living a life of rebellion to God, as Saul spiraled downward into, eventually will lead to not being able to hear from God. And when you can't hear from God anymore, the voice that you're going to follow is the voice of the enemy, and that's going to lead you astray. And so choose to obey what God tells you, and you will walk in God's blessing. And so God wants each and every believer to hear his voice, to listen to his voice, and to follow his direction. And so we need to bring every decision in life before God. Ask him what you should do. God can speak to you directly. He can speak to you through other believers. I mean, there's a number of ways God can speak. We can't cover them all this morning. But we need to listen to what he has to say and then obey him 100%. And sometimes, probably oftentimes, God will say something to you that is completely different than anything you could have come up on your own. And it's hard for people to follow a direction that they haven't thought up. But those, that is what God wants us to do. Follow God's plan. It's always the best plan. God's plan is always better than anything you could dream up. God knows the future, and you and I don't. In any decision, there are really only two options. It's either to follow God's plan or to follow the enemy's plan. Now, the enemy might have a lot of options, but if it's not God's plan, it's the enemy's plan. And so we need to find God's plan. Because as we follow God's plan, God goes with us supernaturally to bring that plan to completion, to fulfill that plan, just as he did. We saw in both instances, God was with David as he followed God's instructions. Make sure that you are saved. I mean, we're talk I'm talking to believers this morning. Make sure you're saved. Make sure you're, have you obeyed God's commands. Make sure you're water baptized. Make sure you're spirit baptized. These are commands of God that are essential to hearing from God. And if you still have trouble hearing from God, something like, I just can't hear what God is saying, make sure there's no known sin in your life. Unrepentant sin will make it difficult to hear from God other than repent of your sin. Make it difficult to hear direction if you've got unrepented sin in your life that you know of. So make sure you repent of any sin and turn away from it. And finally, get prayer from other believers. If you're having trouble hearing from God on a decision, get prayer from other believers. In life groups, say, I got this decision. And I, I'm just having trouble hearing what God has to say. And then ask people to pray for you that you would hear from God. 
And as we learn to listen to God, He will guide us in His perfect plan for our lives, plans of blessing. Now to hear from God, we need to have a relationship with God. Begin a relationship with God simply by admitting that we've sinned, that we have lived our lives going our own way, not listening to God. That really is the essence of sin, going our own way, not listening to God. We believe that Jesus died on the cross, took our sins upon himself, paid the price for our sins, took our punishment that we might be forgiven. We ask for God's forgiveness, and then we commit our lives to following Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And what that means is following his direction each and every day of our lives. So let's bow our heads right now, and if you've never made a commitment to Jesus Christ before, you'd like to recommit your life to him this morning, I'd encourage you to pray along with me. Say something like this, Father, today, I admit that I've sinned, I've been following my wishes, my desires in my life. I know I've done wrong things, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, that I might be forgiven. I believe he rose from the dead three days later, and he's alive today. And I commit myself to following him, to following Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and following his direction all the days of my life. And Father, for those of us who are believers, we thank you that you want to speak to us. You want to give us direction in our lives. And God, today we ask for your forgiveness for trying to figure things out with our own minds, with our own calculations, God. Teach us, God, to ask you, to remember to ask you for your directions and each and every decision that we need to make. And as we hear from you, God, give us the courage and submission to your will that we would follow your plans even when they're different from our own. Help us, God, to obey your instructions completely, not just partially, and think that's good enough. Help us to obey completely and not think that we know better than you. May we never turn to any other source of supernatural or spiritual guidance other than you, God, we pray. And for those here today, God, who have difficulty hearing from you, we pray, God, that you would help them repent of any sin that may be in their lives. Help them to make sure they're following your commands that they know about in Scripture. And give them the ears to hear you speaking to them. And we're grateful, God, for your promise that as we listen to you, as we follow your instructions, God, we're going to have the, the very best possible life we could ever have. We're going to be blessed in all our ways, and we're going to be blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. And we thank you for the privilege of of being blessed and being a blessing as we walk with you each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.